Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us, and welcome to the Yield Mastermind Talks podcast. With your hosts, Philip Randazzo and JT Burns. All right. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Yield Mastermind Talks podcast. My name is Phil Randazzo, and I'm one of the co-founders of the Yield Mastermind group. No, I'm just playing, guys. That's not, that's not actually how I talk, but it would be nice if I had a super sweet radio voice like that all the time. But um, in all seriousness, my name is Phil Randazzo. I'm one of the co-founders of the Yield Mastermind Group, and uh, thank you for tuning in to the very first exclusive, never-before-seen Yield Mastermind Talks podcast. Um, we are so, so excited to have you guys tuning in. Uh, this is a huge day for, for the Yield Mastermind Group, the members and the team alike, just because we have been, been trying to figure out a way to extend our reach and help as many young people as possible understand what it takes to be successful and not only understand what it takes to be successful, but how to implement those things to actually have success in your life. And in the future, we are going to be bringing you guys um, the best of the best minds of, of the people up to age 30, um, those who have seen major success in all areas of life, uh, and, and we're talking as big as the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world. This is going to be your one-stop shop for finding out everybody's uh, success stories, uh, all those young people who have found major success in their lives before age 30. This is where you're going to hear their stories and hear how they did it, hear about what kind of issues they went through being a young person trying to accomplish this and how they overcame those issues and adversities and, and obstacles. So thank you guys again for joining us. We are so pumped to have you. And you know, this is a very special first episode. We are going to be interviewing, or I'm going to be interviewing, our very own Jonathan, uh, he goes by JT Burns. He is the other co-founder of the Yield Mastermind Group, someone that I've been friends with since I was the age of four, no bullshit, um, since 1996, we are young people, uh, hence the young podcast. We are interested in how young people became successful because we're trying to find that success for ourselves. But we are so excited to bring you this podcast. And the reason I keep saying we're is because this is going to be something that JT and I are going to tag team um, as hosts of the podcast and as people who are going to be asking these questions. But because we are just starting out and because I want everyone listening to this to get an understanding of, of how this podcast uh, came about, um, but ultimately before that, how this Yield Mastermind group came about, what happened between JT and myself to make this Yield Mastermind group come into fruition to take this idea of, of a mastermind group and actually put it, you know, make it come to life. So I'm super pumped to, to give you guys this interview. And so without further ado, my interview with our very own JT Burns, the co-founder of the Yield Mastermind Group. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, Mr. JT Burns, how you doing, man? I'm great, Phil. How are you, bro? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I'm excited uh, that we finally have our podcast show up and running. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Awesome, man. So uh, I gave everybody a rundown of, of how this is going to work. Um, and because you and I are the co-founders of the Yield Mastermind Group, I wanted to give the audience just kind of a, a brief background or history, um, kind of of your life leading up to this point. 
So if you wouldn't mind just filling us in on, you know, kind of the bullet points, if you will, of your life story. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I was born uh, in Vegas um, to a great family. I mean, couldn't have, I was born, my dad's a, a businessman and my mom's a teacher. Um, I grew up in a really happy household. I played a bunch of sports, excelled at sports, excelled at school growing up. Um, didn't really want for much for the most part. I was, uh, I was pretty fortunate to be honest with you. Um, in high school, I was, uh, I was a popular guy. I was a guy who was good at school, who was good at sports. Uh, I had a lot of friends and, uh, Things were, things were really good. Um, I was a little bit spoiled, and uh, I actually kind of fell on what some might call a little bit of harder times there for a bit. Um, kind of got away from the way I was raised, but, uh, you know, I kind of got my act together, and from there I joined the Marine Corps. Um, and the, the Marine Corps is, is where I really kind of got my act together. Uh, they, they taught me what it, what it means to work hard, um, and you know, how, how to live the right way really is, is what I learned from the Marine Corps. So gotcha, gotcha. eternally grateful for that. Um, I got out and I worked construction for a summer in Las Vegas, which I will tell you, uh, is, is not fun. <laughs> uh, but again, again, I learned invaluable lessons there. I learned, uh, you know, what it means to work hard, what it means to get up early day in, day out. Uh, and frankly, I learned what I don't want to do for the rest of my life, you know, because you, you'll see guys and they were great guys. They were guys that I loved and respected and loved and respected me. But they would tell me, uh, you know, as as a father would tell a son, you know, this is this is not what you want to be in. This is you don't want to be a part of this. You're meant for more than this. Um, so that that, again, is another source of kind of um, my drive. So from there, uh, I came up to UNR. And I'm currently a mechanical engineering uh, major, junior. I have a minor in renewable energy. Um, I'm a 3.9 student. And uh, yeah, things are really great. We're, we're doing this mastermind group and, and uh, I'm loving life right now. That's awesome. So, so before we move on, um, if you could just elaborate a little bit on uh, how this mastermind group came about between you and I. So... Just kind of tell the audience, um, kind of, I guess, the grassroots, like w what planted the seed and then how did we take it from the seed planted to now this actual functioning group? Yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. Well, I think that's one of the coolest things about this group is the, its grassroots origin. You know, th this is something that, that uh, Philip and I have been doing for I mean, years. I mean, before we even had heard of what a mastermind group was or what that might entail, we had been getting on the phone with, you know, we, we've lived across the country from each other for the, about the last, better half of the last decade. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, we get on the phone and, and we update each other. Hey, how's X, Y, Z? You know, you said you were going to do, you said, you know, you had this goal in mind. How's that coming? Um, you know, we'd get on the phone and we'd talk about exciting ideas or problems that we might be having, um, books that we've read, things like that. And what we noticed was every time when we, we would get off the phone and we would, be, we would be amped up. I mean, we have considerably more energy getting off the phone call 
something when we, you know, it might even been like, I had a long day at work, just got back from the gym, I'm exhausted, and I get a call from Philip. answer the call, I talk to him for half an hour, I get off the phone and I'm juiced, you know, and that's yep, the way, yep. that's the way this thing works because of the level of passion and commitment that, that you and I have, um, and, and really the way that it came about was we, we just kind of thought, man, people could benefit from this. If we could light this, the same fire that we light in each other, if we could, if we can spread that and, and make that something that's available to other people, um, I think the, the benefits would be endless. I think we could help a lot of people, uh, to grow and, and to be more than they may have been before. Oh yeah. Yeah. 100% no doubt, dude. And that's, it's spot on with with exactly how I feel about how this group came about. Um, so if you wouldn't mind, I mean, obviously, I know your history pretty well. But if you wouldn't mind just elaborating a little bit uh, to the audience about, you know, you said you fell on some hard times, if you wouldn't mind just elaborating on some of the details of what those hard times were. Yeah, yeah, of, of course. Um, yeah. So again, like I said, I was I was one of those guys who was very fortunate. Uh, I had a lot of things handed to me growing up, uh, being from a good family, good parents. Um, I went to a good school, had good grades, played well in sports, had a lot of friends. And what happened was my uh, my junior year of high school, I was introduced to OxyContin, mm. and. Um, it went pretty downhill pretty fast from there. Um, I lot one of the things that happens when you're when you're on a drug like an oxycotton is that you lose things. So I lost the friends, I lost the grades, I lost the the excelling at sports. Um, I didn't. I never lost the family. Thank God. Um, but I tell you what, it, it, I came about as close as I can get. Um, hmm. And. For about the next two years were a pretty low point in my life, um, you know, doing doing what I had to do to get by, really. Um, but I, I knew that I was better than what I was doing. Um, but it I was just caught in that that habitual trap that's so hard to get out of. And and so many people don't. Um, yeah, that, I was just going to say is that it's it's hard to get out of if you even are given the chance to mm -hmm. get out of it. Mm -hmm. So so many people that are not as fortunate as I am uh, never make it out of that trap. And uh, I was I was very fortunate again, uh, you know, my family that that never, never left me, never abandoned me. And they, they got help. They got me the help I needed. Um, and I kind of cleaned up my act and joined the Marine Corps from there. But um I will tell you that that's easily the hardest thing that I've ever done. Mm -hmm. um, but I will also tell you that I would not be the person I am today had it not been for that two-year experience. So. Yep, yep. And uh, I, think it's, I think it's interesting when you talk to people who have gone through experiences such as the one that you just told us. Um, a lot of people don't have necessarily regrets about having gone through the situation. Obviously, they wouldn't wish it upon somebody, but like you just said, having not gone through it, your life would be totally, totally different today uh, than it might have been had that not happened. Absolutely. You know what? If, if, if that had never happened, I would have gone to college as a traditional college student uh, with, as an 18-year-old who had no idea what I wanted to do. Uh, I probably would have gotten some BS degree that I thought sounded important or I thought yep. would make me a lot of money, and right now I'd be in a cubicle working for somebody else <laughs> to build their dream 
rather than doing what I'm doing right now. So uh, that coupled with, uh, you know, the people that I've met and the opportunities that I've had to grow and learn more about myself, um, you know, again, like, like you said, I wouldn't, wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Certainly uh, wouldn't go back and, and want to do it again, but uh, I definitely am the person I am today because of, because of that experience. Yeah, and I, and I think for the listeners out there, I think it's, it's very cool. Um, if they understand the gravity of what something like that does to a person's life and to the, to the, the surrounding people in that person's life, ha- having made it out of that, uh, you know, and having gone the route you did to the, the Marines and then the construction, um, you learn some really, really valuable lessons there. And something that we tell everybody in our mastermind group and something that I'm sure our audience has probably heard before is that, you know, it's, it's the classic Jim Rohn quote, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And then, you know, on the, on the, on the other side of that, you have the Charlie Tremendous Jones quote where he says, uh, you will be the exact same person that you are today in five years from now, except for two things, the people you meet and the books you read. And so I think it's interesting that you said um, regarding the construction job that, you had people that you, you, you liked and cared about, and there were people that worked in that job that liked and cared about you, and, and they you know, took it upon themselves to tell you, hey, look, this isn't something you want to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that comes back directly to you, know, the, the, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. If you hang out with construction workers, you're going to be a construction worker. If you hang out with uh, friends who are getting into bad things, you're going to end up getting into some bad things. So I think the fact that you realized that you had the choice in, in the matter, took control of the choice and made the right choice to redirect the course, I think has led you to where you are today, which I think is incredibly, incredibly powerful. And I think, you know, people who understand what, it, what it's like to go through a hard time like, like you and I went through, mm-hmm. uh, to be where you are today is just, I mean, not only a blessing, but it's, it just goes to show, you know, we call it, we call it the rocket fuel. It goes to show how intense and how powerful your rocket fuel, your energy source is. Because a lot of people that get into those situations, they have, they have energy and they can direct it um, to the bad things pretty easily. But when it comes to redirecting their rocket fuel to something that's going to boost them forward, it's not that easy for them to do it. And a lot of times they fall back into the trap of redirecting the rocket fuel to the easy way out, which is, which is towards the bad things. So you know, just props to you, man, for, for being able to do that. And, you know, with that, I kind of want to dive into the next question here. So, you know, we talk about rocket fuel and, and your energy source that propels you. Um, and, and like I said, whether it propels you towards the good or the bad. And I just want to ask you, where, where does your rocket fuel come from? How do you develop your rocket fuel? And how do you, I guess, how do you divert it to, you know, these successes that you're having uh, instead of, you know, how, how do you control your rocket fuel instead of just letting it take you wherever it's going to take you? Yeah, that, that's a great question. Uh, one that I get a lot, actually. And for me, uh, I'm, I'm fortunate because I have a very simple answer for that question. Great. Um, and it goes back to, to what we were just discussing uh, about my, my experience with addiction. Um, because people die from that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, people die. People, better men than I, have been killed by this disease, uh-huh. okay? And I didn't. I was fortunate enough. I've made it out. I've got. I've celebrated five years two weeks ago, uh. and 
I have two choices. I can, I can look at that as just happenstance. I got lucky. I made it out and I can choose to continue living my life the way I was, which was pretty aimless. Um, or I can choose to look at it as I made it out of there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm here to do something. And every day that I wake up on this earth is a day that I don't even necessarily deserve. Mm. So I'm in bonus time right now. What am I going to do with that bonus time? You know what I mean? If I'm wasting my potential the way I was wasting it before, then did I even really deserve this this pass that I got? You know yeah. what I mean? So And I and I think I think that's a critical piece is, you know, like you said it's simple. It's a simple answer, but we hear it a lot, you know, sometimes the simple things aren't easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And you know, for someone who's been down the roads that, that you and I have been down, it's very easy to, you know, realize once you're out of it right away that you had a pass. But a month goes by, two months goes by, a year goes by. It's very easy to get right back into the the old routines of just kind of letting life drift and take you along and, and not having any direction or taking charge of, of your own life. Yep, a- absolutely. And in that that part the the main the maintenance or the maintaining of um an attitude like that really uh hits back on what you just said and it's about who you're surrounding yourself with yeah. you know yeah. back back then i was surrounding myself with with uh you know addicts and drug dealers and uh people of that nature and now i surround myself with engineers entrepreneurs yeah. Yeah. Um, law school students i mean the, the people that I've met, not only through the mastermind group, um, but, but it's, the mastermind group has been a huge source of, uh, of amazing people. Um, yep. But they really keep me focused and keep me intentional and remind me um, of who I am, who I want to be, and what I'm going to have to do to get there. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And I think that is... <clears throat> In a nutshell, the key aim of what a mastermind group should do and what a mastermind group, if it's functioning properly, is supposed to do is to keep you in check, surround you with people who are doing things um, at the highest level and, and keep you honest with yourself and, and hold you accountable. So I'm glad that you that you mentioned that as far as some of the things that, that the group is giving to you. Um, so real quick, we, we talk about rocket fuel. Um, and so during these hard times and, and, you know, whether it be from your, your past or whether it be now, like you have a, an issue going on with school, uh, like an assignment, or you have something come up at work, that's, that's an obstacle. Uh, what tools do you use or did you use in the past to kind of keep that rocket fuel going? Because, you know, there, there's times where we have obstacles come up. And it's very easy to, like we talked about a little bit ago, to kind of turn down the easy road, you know. Um, so what tools do you or did you or do you continue to use to propel your rocket fuel uh, in the direction that you want to go? Well, I'll tell you something um, that has proved really invaluable for me. Um, and that is that I have a very clearly defined picture of where I'm going of the mm. person that I'm going and to be in 10 years and where I'm going to be professionally in 10 years. So got you. So real, real quick, uh, just for the audience to know, um, how often do you visit that picture? Well, as far the 10 year one, I'd say at least monthly. Um, okay. And, and shorter term ones more often than that, because here's the, the thing about goals is that they're, they're not a, 
they're dynamic target, right? They're not, they're not yes. fixed. Um, we, people change, circumstances change. So goals change and that's okay. Um, but what is important is that you are continually, um, growing your goals as you grow. Right. Um, exactly. so, I, so I have this clearly defined vision of myself in 10 years. And from there, it's really simple. Um, you know, I, I ask myself constantly, is 10 years from now, JT, is this, is this decision getting him, me closer to that? Or is it getting me farther away? Because every decision is either getting me where I want to go or farther away from where I want to go. I don't believe in, uh, you know, non, non impactful decisions. Oh my goodness. And I think that's something that the audience needs to, to jot down if they have a notebook in front of them is that you have the choice. Everything that you do, every decision that you make, whether it's as small as what you eat, what TV show you're watching, how you sit, the exercise that you're doing, everything you do is a choice. And I think you hit on it perfectly. And that's why I think when you say that you only you only refer back to your 10-year goals monthly, I think that's bogus. I think you refer to it every time you make a decision because like you just said, you know, you every time that you decide to do something, you ask yourself, okay, if this is JT at the age of 33, is this the JT that I'm envisioning or is this not the JT that I'm envisioning? And if it's not, I'm going to make a different decision. And if it is, I'm going to play this decision out. Yep. Yep. You're, no, you're exactly right. And that, and that really, that, that thought process right there and it is oftentimes is enough of a pep talk right there to get me kind of motivated and out of my slump or through my rut or whatever it happens to me to be. And if it's not, uh, then it's just as simple as as the support group that I have around me. You know, I'm part yep. of this mastermind group where I'm surrounded by other young people who are just as driven, just as passionate as I am. And if I bring something to them, uh, they do nothing but help. That's that's what they want to do. So it's really just a, a powerful tool, I think. That's so awesome. I yeah, I, I I couldn't agree with you more. And so, you know, I know we kind of touched on earlier the uh, the idea of the mastermind group and how it came into inception, but I want to hit on what you just spoke about, and and I kind of want to you know hear I guess a different story of how this mastermind group like like where the idea came from for this mastermind group, what was the inspiration? So you and I would would talk all the time about you know our goals and what we have going on with our life, and and the best part about it was it wasn't always just professional, and it it it, w- it would be as simple as me driving um, to go talk with a friend or something, and I might just call you up really quick and just have a quick little phone conference with you about whatever it might be. And so with regards to, you know, you and I had this kind of two-person mastermind group. Mm -hmm. And so what about expanding that group was uh, a good thought or the idea of that, expanding the group to more than just two people? What, you know about that gave you the rocket fuel to propel forward and, and make that happen? Well, you know, th- there's a couple aspects uh, to that question. Um, one of them is, is just plain and simple. Um, we wanted to help people. I mean, what, 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 uh, what we were doing for each other can be done on a larger scale basis. I mean, uh, if we can help people to grow and help people to, to become who they want to be, I think 
that that's a high calling if if not one of the highest you know what i mean uh, exactly and, and beyond that and a, frankly a little bit more selfishly the the more outside eyes and the more different unique perspectives we have on this thing you know if i bring a problem to the group and it's a group of five engineers um we all have pretty similar mindsets you know we've been trained the same way we die diagnose problems analytically step by step and that's mm-hmm. that's kind of the way our minds work so we might all throw around throw around the same you know two two to three ideas whereas you know right now with with our mastermind group we've got entrepreneurs we've got law school students we've got you know life coaches we've got engineers i mean it, the list goes on but the point is that there's so many different perspectives so many unique ways of thinking um, that you really can only benefit from that many outside eyes, I think. Yep, I, t- I totally 100% agree. And I think, I think like you hit on, it's two minds are better than one, three minds are better than two, and you can, you can go up and up and up on the list. I think at some point it will kind of plateau, but more minds you have on, on, a, on a, an idea or uh, an obstacle, you can only get better answers from having more outside eyes on that. And I totally agree with you. Um, which kind of th- brings me into my, my next question for you is, um, so a lot of young people don't have resources, you know, they don't have the resources, whether it be capital, whether it be, um, you know, funding, whether it be a platform to start whatever idea they have to make it kind of go from an idea to an actual tangible thing. Um, so, you know, and, and like we kind of talked about, you know, using each other as a resource is, is a way of being resourceful. But I want to I want to talk to you about where did your resources fall short in taking yield uh, to where we've taken it now and to where we're taking it into the future? <laughs> uh, I mean, I know it's a long list. So. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's funny that you asked that because uh, really what what has been created and what, what yield is today uh, came out of essentially nothing. I mean, when you want to talk about what resources we had, we, we didn't have much in terms of platforms, capital, uh, experience, any, you know, you name mm-hmm. it. Um, but I will tell you that what we did have was we had an idea and we that we were passionate about. Uh-huh. And when you're passionate about something and you, you really want to make that a reality, you can make that a reality. We, we live in a time where anybody can do anything if they have the proper motivation and the proper passion. So really what we did, I mean, in terms of resources, what we did is we, we took all these, we know people that are doing this at a successful level. Um, we, we literally picked their brains for mm-hmm. hours about, you know, what do you, what do you do here? Why do you do it? What's the, you know, what's the optimum group size? I mean, there's, we, we, there's a million questions that we ask these all these successful people because um, you know if you if we want what they have then we're gonna do what they're doing right mm-hmm. um, and one of the awesome most amazing things that I've learned from this entire experience is that if you knock they will answer the oh door. Oh my goodness, when, that's that's such a critical point for those of you that are listening. Is that you know, like like JT just said, you know, ingrain that into your brain, write that down where you can see it every day, you know, make it something that you refer to. That that could be you know one of your you know mantras that you have throughout the day. Please, guys, 
if you take one thing from this show, it's what JT just said right there. Yep, yep. And when we, when we would approach these people and tell them what we wanted to do, why we wanted to do it, um, I mean, they were I don't, helpful is not, even, not a good enough word. I mean, <laughs> they were overly, they, they want us to succeed so badly. Um, because they could see the the energy ab- about us and the way we, we were passionate about what we were doing, um, and it was just a really really cool experience. So yeah, I I, I totally agree, and and it has been, like you said, it's just been so eye opening in a bunch of different areas of life. When you, when you go on one of these these journeys to make something like an idea happen and become tangible, you learn a lot of things about yourself, and you learn a lot of things about how the world works. And I think that's something that you and I totally realized in this whole process is that when you do like it's you know it's it's kind of quirky but it's like the bible and a lot of other spiritual books say it's like asking you shall receive knocking the door will be opened it it really does happen and like you said it happens times 10 you know we asked for x and we got x plus 10 i mean it was really insane as to how open and uh available people were for us to pick their brains and so with that um that was a way of being resourceful when we didn't have resources. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that a lot of young people, and I'm, I'm assuming that we're going to have a lot of young people listening to the show. That's something that a lot of young people need to understand. If you don't have resources, how to, how to be resourceful enough to, to jump over that obstacle or, or go around the obstacle. Don't make it so difficult on yourself and don't let it stop what your vision is. So can you just uh, share to the audience, um, some other ways that you've been resourceful when we, when uh, resources fell short. Yeah, absolutely. For, for instance, um, you know, our, our platforms for where we're going to meet, you know, uh, we're, we're in a situation where we're all over the, all over the board, uh, across the country. Um, and we got to figure out ways to meet and we don't, we don't necessarily have the capital for one of these big, uh, you know, multi multi people um screen sharing experiences so so we so we we took what's freely available to anybody in the country by the way and uh we converted it for our purposes and made it into a a mastermind group platform and and it works great every week that's awesome that's awesome and um you know just to piggyback off that and this is just because we we are we are both the the founders of this and I can share a little bit as to how else we were resourceful um you know using platforms like you said free platforms using facebook pages to communicate with people um instead of paying someone to create a website that has a a landing page where everyone can be in community it's it's using what's freely available and just getting creative if if you want something bad enough you'll get creative enough to make it happen and i think that's something that we have done to at with this group is to you know take things that we're envisioning and maybe we don't get the the 100% vision that we're reaching right away but we we refer back to that vision often and with every decision that we make it's it's you know, used to move in that direction. And if it's not moving us in that direction, we know we need to kind of change course and, and rethink our decisions. So that's totally awesome. And, you know, with, with talking about, you know, us maybe not always, you know, right now with the resources that we do have and the resourcefulness that we have, um, not always reaching that 100% potential for the group, um, you know, what is in store for the Yield Mastermind group? What is that next one thing? You know, I, we talk about, using these free platforms and, and we're now, we're now moving in the direction of, of actually taking this 
real, real big really quickly. But, you know, what's the one thing, what, what are the next couple things that Yield Mastermind has in store? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So we do have some big things in store. I think uh, the, the ceiling's really as high as we make it at this point. But uh-huh. uh, the, the next thing, the next thing that we're really focusing a lot of energy on, um, obviously, uh, one would be this podcast, uh, getting that up and running. Um, and then from there, I would say the book. We are co-authoring a book um, called Rocket Fuel 101. And it's just going to kind of be uh, similar along the lines of this podcast, just in terms of, you know, what we've done and how we've done it and what we've learned from it. So I think it's going to be a really yep. great read. Yep. We are excited with, for that book to, to come into fruition. And that's something, that's another one of those things, guys. You know, if you ask people that knew us five, six, seven years ago, that uh, if you told them, hey, uh, in six years from now, JT and Philip will be, you know, founders of a mastermind group and co-authoring a book and starting a podcast, they would laugh at you and turn the other way. Um, But it really goes to show, guys, that when you take your rocket fuel, and that's why we titled the book Rocket Fuel 101, because we want to teach people how to direct their rocket fuel. And when, when you take it and direct it towards things that you're passionate about and you refer back to it often, there's no ceiling to what you can accomplish and that's why you need to set your sights as high as possible and have these big you know they call it the BHAG the big hairy audacious goals because you're only going to cap yourself if you don't think big enough so that's what we're trying to do with this book and uh and we're we're really pumped about it so we've kind of reached the section now of the podcast where we're going to we're going to ask um the the person being interviewed some rapid fire questions so Mr. JT Burns, are you ready for these rapid-fire questions, my friend? I'm ready. Let's do it. Awesome. All right. So what one book would you recommend? Um, Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, It's a great great book. It'll change the way you look at finances. Awesome. Great choice. Uh, And and Besides the Yield Mastermind Talks podcast, what one other podcast would you recommend? Um, Probably College Info Geek. It's not just for, for college students, but it, it's just great on productivity and, and the like. So, Awesome. So if you had to pick one part of your daily routine or one aspect of your daily routine to do for the rest of your life, if you couldn't do any other parts of your routine, what would that one thing be? I would have to say my gratitude journal. Uh, I take ah. a gratitude journal every morning, and it really helps me to start my day uh, centered and with an attitude of gratitude, which I think is just a really important tool. It's very important. I agree. All right. What's your favorite movie? Uh, Reservoir Dogs. Quentin Tarantino. Ah, nice. <laughs> I know you're a Tarantino guy. Yep. Um, all right. So if you had, this is, this is kind of a funny question. If you had to watch one music video before you went to sleep every night for the rest of your life, what music video would it be? I would have to go with MJ's Thriller. I mean, that, ah. it's, it's a classic, you know? Okay, okay. I like it. I like it. I don't know if that's the image I want going in my head before bed, but <laughs> I like it. Too, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. It is. It's November 1st uh, as we're recording this, and the Halloween night has just passed us. So that's that choice is, is a good one. All right. So if you had to bring in another partner into, into the Yield Mastermind business, and it had to be a professional athlete. Who would it be and why? <laughs> um, I would bring in J.J. Watt uh, uh, just because I want to see what that fool's eating. 
Give me some ah, of that. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, big boy. Yeah. <laughs> JJ, if, you're, if you ever hear this, man, <laughs> and you are interested, we will have you. <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for answering those questions, man. So we've, we've kind of reached the end of the podcast here. And if, if people want to know more about you, where can they find out more? Uh, well, I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn, um, JT Burns. Pretty simple. I'm uh, usually pretty good about responding to, to things I get on there. I'm also, uh, you know, we're at yieldmastermind.com if, if people want to uh, contact a mastermind group. So, Awesome. Yep. And I'll just, I'll just share a little more, too. We have, we're at uh, youtube.com backslash yieldmastermind for those of you that want some more resources to see some more video content that we have on goal setting and achieving the things that you're setting out to achieve. We also have a Twitter and a Facebook page that are currently uh, in the infancy stages. We've just completed, if you will, the construction of those pages, and those will be uh, coming to you with a lot more content shortly. So, uh, JT, we are going to finish this show from now on with uh, having the person being interviewed share their favorite quote um, that they refer to. So if you would, for the audience, what is your favorite quote? Um, there's a guy named Thomas Gaskins who said, um, if you don't build your dream, somebody will hire you to help build theirs. Ah. So I think that's a pretty powerful quote. Um, just keeps me motivated and, and living the way I want to live. That's awesome. That's powerful, powerful stuff. All right. First podcast is in the books. JT, thank you for talking with me, man. I know we, we talk a lot as it is, but I, I love that we're going to be able to share this with people. And, uh, you know, for those of you that, that do listen and that would love to subscribe to this podcast, um, after this thing takes off, JT and I are going to be uh, kind of co-taking, uh, uh, you know, charge of this thing and interviewing people as a team. We just wanted to bring to you guys our stories first so you can see where we come from, why we are the way we are, how we've you know turned obstacles into things that help us grow and achieve things that you know we are setting out to achieve. So uh, thank you, JT. I appreciate your time, man. And uh, for those of you that are listening, thanks for listening, and we look forward to seeing you very soon.